Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 346 on the Get Merry podcast and we're so excited to be here with you today with another series of our five ways. Yes. Another episode. I feel like this keeps us on task, on track. We get have a little bit of a plan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need a plan. Sometimes you need a little uh, formula for yourself to make things great. Uh, but yes. I'm excited about this episode because if you have listened to many of our episodes, which we have been doing this podcast since 2015 and is now 2022, that's a long time, guys, uh, you would know that we have a long, long, long history of dieting. Yes. Uh, and then quitting dieting, which definitely was one of the best decisions we've ever made. So we kind of want to go through five ways. I don't even know if they're the best ways, but they're five ways. I think what they quit dieting. I think they're little starting points. That's yeah. what they are. And they're easy to and action. We, you never know. We might come up with a few more. I know. Exactly. <laughs> we've got five. I'm like, I just thought I have another one. Uh, damn it. Six. Yeah. It's six, everybody. But um, I think we can all agree that... Diet culture sucks. Well, here's the thing, sis, <laughs> because we definitely think that. And a lot of people who have gone through the dieting and have been spat out the other end, they do too. But if you're in amongst it, if you truly believe that uh, nothing is better than being thin, then no, you disagree with us. Mm. And also if you have a business that makes a lot of money off people and their insecurities <laughs> and simply yeah, you'll losing weight quite quickly, you'll disagree with us. You and think diet culture is the best thing since sliced bread. And like, oh, I know there's so many people who are all for it. Of course there are because we're living in it still. Mm. Like it's still mainstream. Like diet culture is still mainstream, although there's a shift. It's still there, 100%. The thing is, is like diet culture sucks because – Diet culture was simply designed to keep us small, to keep our ideas small, to keep us in a cage, to keep us solely focused on the way that we look. Yeah. And there is so much more to life than the way that we look. And so if you are nodding along and you're wondering, yes, I am still caught in this diet culture or I still kind of fall back sometimes into this diet culture, these diet culture thoughts of like, I'm not thin enough, I'm not pretty enough, I need to go to the gym, I ate this many calories and therefore I need to burn off this much on the treadmill, X, Y, Z. If you still have these kinds of thoughts then and you want to change, then these are kind of five things that we did that that made a big shift. They made a big change in mm. both of our lives uh, and they are pretty simple. 
Uh, well, number one is throw the scales away. Uh, this was huge because there were phases of both of our lives where we were weighing ourselves every day. Um, I mean, like, we grew up with scales in the house, did we? Mm-hmm. They I, were broken for a long time, I though. I think mum had scales in her bathroom. Yeah. And we'd get them out sometimes. Yeah, But not in right. our bathroom. And then we got scales in our bathroom yeah. when we were, like, in our teens. Yeah, and they were definitely in grandma's bathroom because I always remember paying, weighing, paying myself, weighing myself at grandma's, you yes. know, that navy yeah. blue. And they were, like, old, kind of old school. They were soft I yeah. remember they were kind of cute. Yeah, I remember <laughs> though thinking like because I I remember weighing myself at grandma's and weighing myself at mum's and it was different, <laughs> and I was confused by that. Yeah, that is confusing and just shows how stupid scales really are. Uh, get rid of them. You don't need to weigh yourself every day. You really don't, and you don't need to be angry at yourself. Oh no, you've put on two kilos. Oh no, this happened. Uh, Remember, your weight does fluctuate with your period. It does fluctuate whether you've gone to the bathroom even. It fluctuates in the seasons of life. How much water you've drunk even. Like, you know, these are Winter, silly things. Yeah. Summer, like the temperature, all yeah. these things. And, yeah, we definitely don't need them staring at us. And it's also not a, it's not a good judge on health. Uh, okay, our weight is part of it. For sure, there's no denying that. But it's not a thing we need to be obsessed with. So, you know, this is for the person who is obsessed with weighing themselves. The person who wants to stop diet culture, the person who wants to be uh, no longer obsessed about weight, this is for you. Chuck out your scales, put them in the dumpster. You do not need them. What it helped me with was because I had this weird idea of, like, not being over a certain amount, like, ever in my life. And I just picked a number, you know? (laughs) You just pick a number. Yeah. Any number. Uh, And I was always, like, afraid of that number, of seeing that number. And so throwing away the scales meant, like, I didn't have that fear anymore. Yeah. Because I wasn't around that fear anymore. Yeah. And it was fear. Like, we totally had fat phobia. A hundred percent. We were – Of course. We were afraid of putting on weight. Yes. We were deeply afraid of it. I was so afraid. Yeah. Uh, Next one unfollow all the people who make you feel like you need to lose weight. You know, all those, like, influences. Or transform your body in some other kind of way. Yeah. Whether it's, like, get a six-pack, get a booty, get rid of uh, the skin on your arms. Even the ones who are, like, even some, even us, if, if we don't make you feel good, unfreaking follow us. I don't think we make you feel bad, though. Maybe we do. Message us if you do. Um. Like, I saw this gym workout the other day and, like, she was pretty positive, but she was like, you need to lift weights. Like, you need to do this. Uh, I think and I know who you're talking about. <laughs> no, I don't know. I oh. don't even know who she was. Uh, but this is what she said. You need to do this. And this is what I don't like because I feel like we do this with our messaging pretty good. Find a way of exercise that you love. Do it every day. Move your body. We love yoga and Pilates. We've created this. Sign up. Try it out. If you hate it, don't stay. Yeah. If you love it, stay. Like this is – I love this messaging because it's very um, 
You don't make me feel like I'm doing the wrong thing. See, I saw her post and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to start lifting heavier weights. Da 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 da. Like, this is, this is, I need to make this happen. And I'm like, hold up, hold up. Like, yeah, there's definitely magic in lifting weights. And if I enjoyed it, I would go to the gym and do that. Also, like, if I want, I could buy some weights for at home or I could totally lift my body weight. I can do push ups, I can do plank holds, I can do yoga. Like, this is, this is weight training is just different i am lifting one kilogram weights many many times repetition (laughs) so that equals down up down up (laughs) yeah no i think that this whole like idea of like pushing one idea on like before like one idea rather than another idea this is the right way and the only way is still a form of diet culture i think so because it wasn't like she was being too diety culturey. Mm. It it was like she was fine. It's just that this was getting pushed so like so like everything else is bad. And I just think like no, you know what? If you love walking and you want to just walk every day, freaking go for it. If you love dancing, rock climbing, exactly, go for it because movement of any kind will improve your health. Because mm. what I heard from that message was like. Don't worry about the other movement. All the other movement sucks. You don't need to do it. Just do this. But the thing is, what if it's just not possible for me to get to a gym? Or what if it's not possible for me to have weights at home? Like, what if I'm what if I buy the weights and don't do it because I'm just not motivated? Like these things are not discussed. And then like, wait, you're just causing other people to stop exercising, perhaps. Yeah. So unfollow everyone who yeah, makes you so feel not, bad. And not just like people who are fitfluentials. Is that no. what you call them? Fitfluencers? Yeah, I think fitfluence. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a thing? Um, not just like people who do promote like a fitness or an eating way or whatever it might be. Like also check in on the brands that you follow yeah. and like what kind of messages they share or align with because there's been so many times where like I follow a brand who I really like yeah, I've heard you talk and about like this. then they share something and I'm like, well, now I feel like crap because you just posted this about this and that just makes me feel really bad, so I'm going to unfollow you. And it's like it might only be for a little while. You can follow them back later because this is the thing. Like I had to unfollow a lot of people at the beginning of this journey, but then like now I can follow them and now I'm so aware of it. So it's like, oh, like I know this about – like this person is a model, yeah, like her job is to look like this. Yes. Uh, I don't even think the way she – to get to that point, I disagree with the the steps or perhaps she's just naturally like that. It's like I don't need to be like that and I've lost that like desire to be like that like because I'm very satisfied and happy with me now. Yeah. Uh, whereas like, you know, this exercise thing, obviously because I'm very interested in exercise because we do that for a living uh, and I was just intrigued by the post and I read it and I felt that little like, oh, like, so it's good to have awareness because you can follow them if you can kind of welcome that awareness and then notice if you feel yuck, if you feel upset or triggered, then unfollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really great advice and that that is it. Like, be aware of, like, how you feel when you read something, when you see something. And if it's not good, then take that action step. Yeah. Uh, the next step was stop body checking. Yeah, I think this is a really, really, again, similar to throwing out the scales, but it's an action, it's a habit that we need to unlearn. And so body checking is like you wake up, you might go to the toilet, you probably do go to the toilet when you wake up if you haven't been during the night. Um, 
you kind of like starting your morning and then the first thing you do is you look in the mirror and then you pull up your pajamas and like turn to the front and then look at your stomach or look at your thighs or look at your arms and turn to the side and you just check. Like, am I thinner today than yesterday? (laughs) Am I bloated this morning? Like, oh, why do I have that? And then it might happen not just like one time in the day. It might happen like you might do it all the time. Yeah. Like again and again and again. Anytime you walk past a mirror, you might like quickly body check. And we really need to unlearn this. Well, I totally always used to do this. I 100% always used to do this. I'd wake up and do that and again and again. I mean, this is just the society. We live in a society that is really obsessed with the external body and, like, beauty and, like, beauty ideals. The thing is this is probably not going anywhere, so that's why we need to make a change ourselves. We need to change how we deal with the world. Uh, The world is not going to change so drastically. Yeah, it could change, but we can change a lot faster individually, personally. So if you're continually feeling crap about yourself because you're like, oh, I still look the same, oh, I don't like this about myself, pointing out all the things that you hate, oh, my fat arms, my fat double chin, uh, oh, look at that belly. Like this conversation with yourself is no good. Like it's not great. doesn't make you feel better. Well, I think when you say it out loud and, you know, that's how you're starting your morning mm. with things like negative affirmations. Yeah, I'm like – They're not affirmations, but they are because they are affirming that these beliefs are your truth which and this is your only worth, you know, your external body, which is not true. We need to take away that habit. We need to change that habit. And in the beginning, you will notice it's like it is so ingrained in you and you Mm. will catch yourself like about to like lift your your pajamas up and like just do a little check and you're like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. Yeah. And you and it's the most bizarre thing when you start to realize that you've been doing it yeah. kind of unconsciously for however many years yeah. and then suddenly you're like I'm going to change. I'm going to just walk past the mirror and out it's and go so make my coffee instead. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it really I think like when you do begin to like bring this awareness of like and questioning of why do I do these things? you kind of begin to realize, geez, like you were really sucked into this world. Of course we were. Like where society obviously impacts us all, Mm -hmm. like the stuff we're reading, watching, the people we grow up with, the, the people we think who are our heroes or, you know, our idols, like this all impacts us and, and is in us. So that's when we need to question the behaviours and decide, hey, you know what, like this was my behaviour, I don't really like it, maybe I'll make a change. Mm. Let's take a step. So we've had one throughout the scales. We've had two unfollow accounts that make you feel like poo and we've had three stop body checking or like unlearn that habit slowly but surely you will. Number four is uh, allow yourself to take a moment to feel. So this is like... When you decide to go on this journey, you're not going to just change like this, like straight away. Of course, moments of insecurity will come up, moments of checking your belly, wanting to jump on the scales, uh, moments of like following people on Instagram and feeling all those self-judgment thoughts of like, I need to lose weight. Like all this is going to come back. So this is where 
You don't just get annoyed at yourself for feeling these thoughts and be like, oh, I suck. Like, I can't even do this. It's not about, you know, getting mad at yourself. It's more about allowing yourself to feel it and then let it flow out of you. Mm. Yeah. And I think like noticing those feelings, like when these moments happen, like an example might be that you get asked out to to a dinner. And, you know, for, for me, when I think of Carla in diet culture land, when I would get asked out to a dinner, I would be Googling the restaurant, checking the menu, making sure there was an option. And then as soon as I arrived at the restaurant, I would like have a little like one-on-one with the waitress and be like, look, can we do just like grilled chicken with uh, vegetables and no dressing and please don't use any oil and like all these changes. And it was like I felt anxious at the thought of going out for dinner. And so this is like we're in those moments where something like that does happen. You allow yourself to even like have the thoughts of the anxiety and like be like, okay, this is this is happening. Yep, I I know that this is going to trigger me. Mm. And oh yeah, I can feel myself feeling that. I feel a little bit worried about what's going to be on the menu. Okay, that's interesting. And you kind of just have a conversation with yourself. Mm. And that I think helps you become more aware of the thoughts in Mm. itself so you make sure that you like set aside that um you make sure that you uh, understand yourself that it's not going to happen overnight that you will fall back that you will have those thoughts and so you just let yourself feel them yeah and then by understanding them and being aware of them only then you can then decide that i'm going to change those thoughts yeah and next time maybe i won't think that when i'm asked out yeah So true. Um, This was the one I thought of after, and I think it's a really good one. And I feel like the last one is kind of like an overarching one anyway. So maybe this is our fifth way. Uh, It's to, like, if you're wanting to quit dieting, you have to quit dieting. So eat regularly. Like, eat, like, look at what you're eating. Where are the rules and regulations still? Because I find, like, as you go on this journey, you still keep a few rules and regulations. I must eat before 6 p.m. Like I can't eat past 7 p.m. Otherwise, that's very unhealthy and I'll put on weight. It's not true. Uh, Like look at anything that you're restricting and question why am I restricting that? Why am I saying no to this dinner outing for this food? Uh, Why am I not cooking? Why am I not eating this food that my partner has made me? Like, you know, these little things that you might still do and, like, the control, look at your control around your food. I think it's important to look at these things and where can you let go? Where can you just let go, let go, let go? And I'm not saying to, like, go out and then, like, eat all the food, the junk food. Like, it's not about that. It's losing the restriction so then you find a more balanced way of eating. In your mind, balanced. In your physical body, balanced as well. Mm. yeah that's a hard one that's like a long one as well, well. It, it might take a while yeah and, but like and, all of them do yeah and and it's okay like step by step it's not like you just quit dieting and then like boom I feel fine every day mm. after that uh if it's taken over your if dieting has like really had a hold of you of course these changes are going to be difficult sometimes or they might not be maybe you'll be fine I think with that one with the um looking like where your control is and stuff like also when you go on the journey like things will pop up that you didn't even know existed. Like rules yes. will pop up where you're like, I didn't even know I had that rule for myself. Yeah, it's really interesting. And then you're like, hmm, interesting. I'm going to let go of that because that's that's Weird. like not bringing me any joy and like I actually – it just makes me feel like not very great. Like yeah. I, like for example, like getting – eating gelato out. Like that was a rule. Like 
not going to eat gelato. It's got, I remember I was in the Greek islands, like walking around in the heat. And I would like, in my mind, I'd be like, I'm not going to get any gelato. Like I'm not going to get ice cream today, even though I really want it. I'm not going to get it today. I'll get it. To, I'll just get it once. I'll get it once on every island. How this is my interesting. rule. It's like, why can't I have it every day? I'm yeah, to have it you're every on day. holiday on holiday. Too. Gonna, and you're like walking around yeah, in, the sun. in the sun. I'm like, bloody hell. I miss out on so much gelato. <laughs> regrets. All the gelato regrets. At least when we were in Italy, we had um, gelato, gelato every, every day. day. Um, what I was going to say is, and I want to mention like all the things, the good things that come out of making these changes. Some things that I have noticed so clearly. Uh, I really know when I'm hungry and not hungry now. I know, like, I don't snack. I rarely snack anymore. Like, I eat just three meals. Like, very rarely. I think at your house sometimes we'll have, like, the half bar. Mm. Like, we'll have a little – sometimes I have dessert lunch. I do have a little – like, Love a piece a of chocolate. A little piece of chocolate after lunch, a little sweetie. Um, like, and it's more like – it's not – because I'm craving it – it's something fun to do. Mm. Like we have a little chocolate. Yes. And I enjoy it. Uh, but I'm no longer like grabbing the bowl of nuts. And these are healthy, right? Healthy. Not when you eat kilos and kilos and not when I'm eating when I'm not hungry. It was like I was never satisfied with my meals. Instead, now I have my three meals and I'm really satisfied. Yeah, and I think the other thing to note with that is like not only like do you know when you're hungry and you're not hungry, you're not also controlled by your meals. Your day doesn't revolve around your meals. You're not like, okay, I've just had breakfast. Okay, at 11 a.m. I can have my five strawberries and my two rice crackers and then it will be 12, which means I can have my chicken and my vegetables. Like this was kind of when we were on our, our hardcore diet, you know, back in 2012, that was life. Life was revolved around the diet. And I think that is like, wow, that's an amazing thing that your life, our lives do not revolve around our meals anymore. I know. And it sometimes like, I don't even know what I'm going to eat for lunch. Exactly. And I think this is the whole thing. Like when you mentioned before, like dieting keeps your ideas small. And this is what we mean by this. Because sometimes when you hear that, it's like, what are they talking about? But this is what we mean. We mean your your heads, our heads were so filled with these thoughts that we had no other ideas. Uh, like when you think about it, this dieting industry consumes us. So we don't have ideas to, I don't know, make innovations. Like we're not, we're not no, inventing, you're not inventing anything. You're not. Diet you're not- culture's, <laughs> culture eats us up and spits us back out. And you know, we're not being curious, right? Like we're not being like, hey, I want to learn about uh, ancient Egyptian history that I never listened to in school. Like there's so much to learn in this world. Why are we obsessed with Googling different diets? Like this is what I have a problem with. Like, and it is more targeted towards women. Women are taught that our value is connected to what we look like. Our worth is connected to what we look like. Our worth is connected to what we weigh. We're taught this. Maybe not like in a notebook or in a textbook, maybe like when you were young, the magazines probably did tell you that. Uh, But, you know, like this is where we have to unlink it. We ourselves as individuals need to untrain that belief and retrain a new belief that we are each so much more than what we look like. Mic Mic drop. drop. (laughs) And it's so true. And I feel like this kind of, it, it leads us to, 
the final point, which really is, I would suggest like the opposite of everything that we've been, you know, talking about with dieting and like needing to look a certain way or weigh a certain amount or whatever it might be. What was the thing that helped us the most was this. Mm. And you've heard us say it before. We're going to say it forever and ever and ever. It is going to be a practice that will remain within our lives for, for the rest of our lives. And it is the practice of self-acceptance. And this is the practice of knowing and believing wholeheartedly that you are actually enough just as you are. And we can go a step further and and know that you are actually amazing just as you are. And when you kind of think about you as a human body and you as a soul and you as a uh, a living being, hmm. Like we're so much more than what we look like. Mm, so true. <sighs> so how, I guess that's the thing. Self-acceptance is it as a whole is like yeah. the ultimate undieting. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the – that's the big one. Like all these little actions are a part of self-acceptance. But self-acceptance is like the, the healer, right? The, the, the changer of our belief system. Well, it's like, so you're not going to believe that you're not enough. What are you going to believe instead? That I, I am, am enough. enough. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm going to believe that I have to lose weight. What am I going to believe instead? That I'm actually, I'm okay right here, right now. Yeah. And it, and then it just follows through, spit my words out, it follows through to every aspect of your life and it's a beautiful thing. So instead of thinking you need to change on this ever goal to change in whatever aspect of your life, you become fulfilled, content, happy. You you become happier. Like mm. acceptance and happiness, that's the same thing. Yeah, I think I think so. And um because yeah, happiness is contentment, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's being it's feeling this contentment whereas like, you know, elation or like excitement, like yeah. that's different. That's like, you know, OTT happy, like oh yeah. my god, something great happened. But that's not an everyday thing. And it's unrealistic to yeah, have exactly. that feeling all Whereas the time. self-acceptance can make you feel generally happy. Yeah, and it's it's such a beautiful way to live and it's a beautiful lesson to teach those around you. Mm-hmm. It's more kindness, uh, more loving, less expectations, less... Uh, if you fail at this, I won't love you anymore. Like, mm. like this is what, like, what the? The thing is, yeah, the, the more that you learn to accept yourself, the more understanding, compassionate, patient, empathetic you become of other people, yeah. the more you accept others, the more that you realise, oh, hang on a minute, we're all human. Like, why do I have these expectations? Yeah, and I think that's a great place to end where, you know, the first place, be compassionate toward yourself. Mm. Like, don't feel regret and angry at yourself for thinking, oh, I've just spent 20 years thinking I need to lose weight and obsessed with this. Like, if you've just tuned in to the Get Married podcast and this is the first episode you listen to and you're like, well, I've been dieting for my whole life, great, I feel crap now. Just give yourself, like, this big dose of compassion, big dose of empathy and understanding 
and kindness and then step forward mm. with this new goal of self-acceptance and wanting to quit dieting because it might just be the best decision you've ever made. The thing is when you practice self-acceptance, you're, you are practicing yeah. all of that. Like, yeah. You won't feel guilt because you yeah. accept yourself and everything that's come yeah. before you. What's the best thing about quitting dieting? Let's end here, Carla. Oh, my God. The best thing about quitting dieting is like the freedom. Yeah. The freedom in your life, the freedom in your choices, the freedom at mealtime, the mm. freedom around everything. You're no longer controlled by mm. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> it's, it sounds so stupid when you say it out loud, right? I know. But I was, I relate to that 100%. It's like this, this it's literally like you take – You've been carrying bricks around for your whole life and you decide to take that backpack off and suddenly you have zero expectations of yourself and other people because of these practices, like the self-acceptance yeah. and like that is freedom. It's freedom. And do you feel like you're a whole lot more of an interesting person? Yeah, because you've got more things to talk about. Literally, do you know when I like sit down and like I hear a conversation, someone wants to tell me about their diet, oh I walk the other way. Yeah, like, I do not want to hear about this. I'm checking out of your diet. No, yeah. thanks. Oh, my gosh. It's been a while since I've heard a story of a diet. Not in my on my table, but, you know, remember when oh, we were having yeah. smoothies and there was a table behind us oh, and I was yeah. like, I actually need to walk away. It's like, oh. Uh, yeah, I feel like I have so much more other interests now. Like I want to learn. I feel like. You have more things to say as well because yeah. you do that. So, yeah, I you're way more like, interesting. Thanks. You're way more smart. I'm way more smart, <laughs> smarter. But I just feel like I'm – it's like it cleared way in my brain. It's like it made space and this is what we talk about. Like it, it takes up so much space in your mind and your lives but you choose to give it space. You, you're choosing to give that diet space. Let's take back that space and decide what to do with it. What do you want to learn about? What do you want to change in your life? So much. I'm sure there's so much, but first step, self-acceptance. Begin there mm -hmm. and see what happens. I love this episode oh so much. Oh, my God, much. I love this episode And I'm so, so excited to hear of everyone who is throwing out their scales and doing one of these action steps. Yes. Because I tell you what, it is absolutely life-changing. And if you're nervous about throwing out those scales, just do it. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. And just remember, like, you know, when do you ever really need to weigh yourself? When do you ever really need to know how much you weigh? Like, maybe on a roller coaster. Like, <laughs> this will. Yeah, look, I don't know. And I you, literally, I haven't missed my scales once. Not I haven't once. been like, oh, I really want to weigh myself. Um, I think a few times I've weighed myself. Just like I think we were at a hotel and I hopped on the scales. Guess what? I was a little bit heavier. I didn't feel anything, which was great. Like, I feel really healthy, which is great. Like, go by how you feel. Yeah. How do you feel? Mm -hmm. It's so – it's such a better way to live. Mm. I, well, in our opinions. But you do you. <laughs> All <laughs> Disclaimer right. Disclaimer at the end. <laughs> okay, we will be back in your ears next week with a brand new episode. But if you want to share anything – any aha moments, any action steps that you've taken. We would love to hear from you. We'll always love to hear from you. Otherwise, have a great day. Bye.
My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tapiphone. 